0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our reading for this evening from Matthew 26. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, This very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Now, Peter was sitting in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. This is God's Word. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Those are some of the most painful, inviting words that you could ever imagine hearing. Those words are some of the few words that can bring us to our knees. We cringe at the thought of letting down someone that we respect and care for. But as children, we know the feeling, the dread that we have when we disappoint our parents. And as employees, we know the fear that comes from disappointing our bosses. And as a husband or a wife, you know the heartbreak that comes from disappointing your spouse. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. In our reading for this evening, we witness the disciples disappointing their friend and Lord Jesus. They let down their friend Jesus as they betrayed him, as they left him. But even as the disciples disappoint Jesus, Jesus gives them a message of promise Before the disciples disappointed Jesus, he laid out the expectations for the whole evening. Jesus often spoke in veiled language. He would use parables or other figures of speech that he didn't always explain. Sometimes he might explain his earthly stories with a heavenly meaning if his disciples asked. But often the hearers were left without a full explanation. But on this evening, the night before his death, Jesus is crystal clear in his expectations for his disciples. He said to them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. There's no beating around the bush or mincing words. Jesus cuts right to the chase. He even quotes a prophecy from Zechariah to do so. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. This is a clear-cut, straightforward message from Jesus that seems to leave these faithful disciples without any hope. But after Jesus gives the expectations, he gives his disciples a promise. We read in verse 32, But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. This promise was something that the disciples could cling to in those difficult hours after they disowned their Savior. As they watched him suffer and die, they could cling to the promise that this wasn't the end. They would meet again. They would see their friend once more as he rose from the dead and met them in Galilee. But instead of clinging to that word of promise... The disciples grasped on to that first word that Jesus had spoke. They latched on to the wrong words and for the wrong reasons. They immediately denied that they would ever betray Jesus. Peter takes the lead in this denial. He boldly states: Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will and even after Jesus predicted that he would that Peter would deny him 3 times before the crowing of a rooster Peter still denied what Jesus said he adamantly objected and said even if i have to die with you i will never disown you the other disciples concurred with what Peter had said but They did so because of self, not because of Savior. They thought that they were standing firm. They thought that they were going to be strong enough to resist all these temptations. They were focused on themselves to find strength in this difficult hour. Just a few short hours after this conversation, Peter would get his opportunity to put his words into actions. As he stood in that courtyard of the high priest, a servant girl approached him and accused him of being with Jesus. But Peter denied what she said. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. Strike one. A little while after that, another servant girl came to him. She again accused Peter of being with Jesus. But again... Peter adamantly denied this. He used an oath to say, Surely I don't know the man. Strike two. In a short while after that, a whole crowd came to Peter. They pointed out his Galilean accent, the region that Jesus came from. Surely he must have been one of these disciples. Peter used a string of profane language to adamantly deny any connection with Jesus. I don't know the man. Strike three, you're out. How about you? How many strikes have you racked up? Or do you think that you're standing so firm that you could never fall? Jesus said previously in Matthew 10, in Matthew chapter 10, whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. We're presented with so many opportunities to share our faith, and yet we take so few of them. Strike one. God also tells us, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. It can be difficult, though, to go even a whole hour thinking about the needs of others before thinking about your own desires. Strike two. Or in James, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Far too many strikes to count. We're out. But Jesus gives us another option besides pushing back against his opening words. Jesus gives us the opportunity to look in the mirror and reflect on our attitude we get the chance to examine our lives and ask the question, am I strong enough? Can I resist this temptation on my own? How can I get stronger? Where can I find the strength? Jesus invites us to trust in him, to trust in the promise that he gave to those disciples. He told them, But after I rise, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. And like all the promises that God gives us, they ask us not to trust in ourselves, but to trust in him. We deny ourselves in what we think, and instead we put our hope in the Lord. Jesus, at one point, told a story that helps illustrate this idea of trust and self-denial. There were two men and they were at church praying. One man, he spoke loudly so that all could hear. He bragged about all of his good deeds and accomplishments. He was basically saying, I'm good enough on my own. The other man prayed quietly in the corner. He couldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven. He knew all the strikes that were on his record. He simply prayed for God to have mercy on him. Jesus said that it was this second man that truly understood what it meant to be humble, what it meant to deny himself and trust in God. This man was basically saying, I'm not good enough on my own. He trusted in God and he trusted in God's forgiveness. Jesus invites us With this promise to trust in him, to trust that after he suffered and died, that he would rise. He would not remain in the grave, leaving us only self-righteous denial of him. Instead, he made this promise that he would rise to take away our sins. The disciples, they had this opportunity to believe the promise, to take Jesus' words about the, the promise of him rising to believe his words. We have the same promise. And though at times we deny Jesus, our betrayal does not invalidate his promise. He still promises to rescue us. Even before the disciples disobeyed and disappointed Jesus, he had already given them the promise. He had already shown them that he would rise When those moments of fear and doubt would arise in their hearts in the coming days, they could cling to the promise that their friend would return. He was going to meet them in Galilee. When the fear arises in our hearts, we think about the promise that Jesus has has made to us. We will meet our Lord. We will see him in heaven. He has won for us our salvation. He's promised to take us there just as a father still loves his child even when the child disappoints him, so too our Savior still loves us. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. These disciples, they disappointed their Lord. They would not suffer with him. They were not willing to die with him. And yet, he still loved them. He still gave them this promise that, they would meet again. Their sins were forgiven. Even after all of the strikes against us, Jesus has given us the promise, he will rise. All of our sins have been taken away. Instead of trusting in ourselves, we trust in Christ, who rose from the dead to win us salvation. God grant you this trust in your risen Lord this Lenten season. Amen. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.